Deception in the Church Part 5, The Gnostics. Again, I'm just sharing with you from my study. Uh, This is to give you an introduction to the Sunday sermon, which I'm going to be preaching on this Sunday, and it'll be Part 6 for those of you who get it after the date that we publish. So, in this podcast, I want to talk to you again about laying a foundation on which much of the teaching, false teachings that are coming into the church are based. And what I want to prove to you and show to you is that these teachings are not new. They've been here for a very long time and they just come in different camouflage. So today I just want to look at the Gnostics and just a little bit about Gnosticism. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 15 we read an interesting verse of scripture here. At the end of the podcast, maybe you want to meditate on that and just put it in the back of your mind and keep, keep, a remi- keep it rem- there as a reminder for you to know that all this new stuff is not actually new at all. It's been here for quite a long time. Verse 15, whatever has already been and what will be has been before and God will call the past to account. So whatever is has already been. History always has a way of repeating itself. As Christianity first began to grow, as I mentioned, two spiritual attacks surfaced. And I shared with you in the previous podcast and sermon that uh, I shared 22 verses of scripture that directly speaks out against the false doctrines, false apostles, false prophets, And these attacks against the church. There were 27 books in the New Testament. 21 books contained direct warning against false doctrines and teachers. Six books have no direct mention of warnings against false doctrines or false teachers. In those six, about three were actually written, even though they don't mention anything directly, they were actually written as a doctrinal argument refuting the false doctrines been practiced or attempted to be infiltrated into the church. Now, in Gnosticism at that time, there were basically two attacks. One came from the Ebonites and one came from the Greek Gnostics, the Docetics. These teachings are not new. Now, I'm going to make a statement. I don't know whether I'm 100% accurate in the statement or the quote, but it's fairly accurate. And then I'm going to put my spin on that quote. Here is the quote. Those who do not study history are doomed to repeat its mistakes. Let me repeat. Those who do not study history are doomed to repeat its mistakes. Now here's my twist on it. Those who do not study the word are doomed to receive receive deceptive attacks on their faith. Those who do not study the word are doomed to receive repetitive deceptive attacks on their faith. I've already showed you how the apostles dealt with the Gnostics. You know, and these attacks intensified with wins and losses in the church since those days. Throughout the series, as we go in, we'll be looking at four specific areas that this teaching attacks. And unashamedly, without hesitation, I will sever relationship with anyone who attacks these four areas and I will not apologize for it the first attack is against who Jesus is the second attack 
involves his atoning work of grace and sacrifice on the cross. The third attack is against the authority of the word of God. And the fourth attack is to is against the moral standards of a godly lifestyle in an evil society. Gnosticism comes from the Greek word knowledge. So this cult springs up in the first century and it reaches its peak in the sixth century. And you've got very, very strong biblical writings against this Gnostic heresy that came into the church. 1 John, 1 Corinthians, Colossians. Now the basic teachings of Gnosticism, as I mentioned in the last podcast with existentialism, is so broad, it sometimes defies the attempt to sort of define it into a a short definition because it's so big. It just incorporates so much. Now, a lot of this teaching is coming in or attempted to be brought into the church by a lot of the popular modern big-time speakers and on the the, um, circuit of conference, conference circuits. Now, I don't know whether these present-day faith teachers know anything about Gnosticism or know where much of their statements and their teachings actually come from. I I just don't know. But what I'm going to be doing now is basically laying down a a groundwork, a, a foundation for you to begin to understand the philosophy of Gnosticism. And then from there, you'll be able to be discern and pick up when these guys start to present Gnosticism in a camouflage of righteousness. Right, let's look at it. Gnosticism yesterday. As I showed you in my introduction, I believe that we can trace this teaching all the way back through history to the Garden of Eden and all the way past the Garden of Eden, right back to Satan himself at his fall. Gnosticism itself predates Christianity because it is a philosophical system of Greek philosophy that taught that matter is evil and spiritual the spirit was good. So according to a Gnostic worldview, the created order was evil, it's inferior, as opposed to the spiritual world, which is good. Now, you've got to, you've got to understand this. There's a couple of things that you really need to wrap your head around and, and, and understand it at its core Because you will see from this, much of their false teaching of knowledge comes from. Okay, so God, who is spirit and good, cannot, according to them, create the world evil. Because the world matter is evil. So what God does is he creates these spheres in which there are other beings which then go on to create other spheres until there are enough spheres between the creator God and the God that actually creates the planet, the world. Now this is the work of archons, demiurgs, semi-gods, anti-gods, subordinate deities. Each sphere, now this is important, each sphere is ruled by an archon and these archons guard their sphere by preventing anyone in the sphere below them from reaching them. They don't want you to come from darkness into light. 
Now the only way that you can come from darkness into light is b- done by spiritual knowledge and by experience. Now what are the two things coming to the church today? New spiritual knowledge and revelation and experiential theology. Interesting. Now when you gain spiritual knowledge and when you gain experience, we then call it enlightenment and then you start to enter into the next realm. You start to access the next realm. Listen to the words I'm using. Because these words are coming in forms of various disguises to get the Christian to begin to access spiritual realms which the Christian should not be going into. So Gnosticism is a mixture of a whole heap of philosophies but basically they have its roots in Satan right at his fall. Okay. So... They promote a religion by seeking knowledge. Now, one of the clearest compilations of this teaching can be found in a book called Against Heresies. Now, listen to this. Against Heresy was written by a bishop in the early church called Arrhenus. Arrhenus was a disciple of Polycarp. Polycarp turned out to be a disciple of the Apostle John. So these guys were at it all the time, right, right, from the, right from the word go. Now I want you to listen carefully to me now. People like Arrhenus, Polycarp, John, they were the disciples who fought it then. You, you sitting here today, you listening to this podcast today, you are the disciples who have to fight it now. Because the same lie that came in to the infant church is going to come into the end time church. The same lie that came into the Garden of Eden is going to come in at you. The same lie that the devil gave to himself is going to come in at you. It's the same lie. I'll show you that in the next podcast. So what are the basic teachings of Gnosticism? Let me give them to you again. The Apostles... And their followers made no accommodation whatsoever with Gnosticism, with their teachings, with their disciples, with their philosophies or with their behavior. And they basically branded these guys as satanic. And they made no apology for doing that. And this is what we're going to do now. We're going to come out, we're going to expose the teachings, we're going to expose the teachers and we're going to brand it satanic. So some of the basic teachings of Gnosticism is that the flesh and the spirit are diametrically opposed. So they are opposite poles. It's like magnets. All flesh is evil, all spirit is good. Therefore, the two natures cannot be present in the same person at the same time because of this dualistic view of flesh and spirit. Knowledge is the source of salvation. So the material world is the last bastion that needs to be conquered. And knowledge from a superior realm by other gods will be what is needed for you to conquer the physical realm. Now you can start to see this coming in with uh, the, the word of faith teachers when they're dealing with sickness, when they're dealing with finances. Okay, even Jesus had to obtain salvation through knowledge according to these guys. 
And so what they do is they have a whole lot of formulas, they have a whole lot of laws, and the more you gain knowledge, the more you gain this new revelation, you'll be able to bring this formula and this law back into the present, and you can basically begin to dominate your physical realm. You get this in Christian science, you get this in New Gnosticism, you get in this coming out in the experiential theology, in the charismatic movement, you get in it coming out in emergent church movement, which is coming out of the evangelical movement, all of these things, antinomianism, monotonism, all being popular today, renewed today, it's the same old stuff being perpetrated. Part Gnostic mythology, part Gnostic mystical effort to basically begin to control your physical universe. And the only way that you can control that is through knowledge. Knowledge that you gain from the next level up enlightenment and what you have to do to do that is you have to raise yourself up into a position of co-divinity remember the first lie genesis 3 4 to 5 you will certainly not die the serpent said to the woman for god knows that when you eat from it your eyes will be opened and you will be like god knowing good and evil knowledge co-divinity there it is this theory satisfies two elements within iniquitous man, fallen man, the need to be my own God in control of my own life and the need to glorify myself beyond my proper place within creation. Satan fell for that. Adam and Eve fell for that. King of Tyre fell for that. Gnostics fell for that. And many preachers and teachers today are falling for that. Let's look at docetic Gnosticism. Now, throughout history... Uh, the, uh, there's been a substantial attack against who Jesus is. I mentioned this the other day. Six major attacks, the Ebonites, Gnostics, Arians, Apollinarians, Nestorians, and the Etikians. Now, we're going to focus mainly on Gnostics, the Docetic Gnostics, because uh, we're going to look at the theory next podcast on little gods. Two basic teachings. The first major teaching of Gnosticism is the supremacy of knowledge. Okay? Pneumatakio. Spiritual ones. Spiritual ones are the ones that claim special knowledge of truth and spiritual realities that they will give to you. Ordinary Christians don't have access to this. You have to come to these spiritual ones. Sound interesting? The second major teaching of Gnosticism was the separation of spirit and matter. All matter, body, evil, and the source of evil. All spirit, good. These two don't mix. Therefore, whatever happens in your body doesn't matter. And your spirit will remain pure. Very interesting. Very interesting. Especially when we come into situational ethics, like we mentioned in the last podcast. Gnosticism is a parasitical belief system. So whenever it attaches itself to a host, it adopts the savor and look of the host. It is a counterfeit. Okay? It is truth next to error. It, is, it, it becomes so real or so much like the real thing that it takes an expert to tell the difference. And its job its primary job is to get you to believe the lie. 
Now this is where the danger comes in here. If you believe the lie, then you begin to believe in a false Christ. You begin to believe in a counterfeit salvation because it's salvation by knowledge. This then affects your behavior. And to, and to, uh, to justify your behavior, you have to begin to change the word of God. And so you'll have a lot of people in the church today who have been grabbing hold of the counterfeit doctrine coming from the Gnostics in its various forms and camouflage, sitting in the church today thinking that they serve the biblical Jesus, but in actual fact they are serving another Christ, an Antichrist. So the attitudes of these Gnostics are pretty blatant. You know, they claim higher knowledge. They claim to have above and beyond knowledge. They claim that um, they have more knowledge than was actually revealed by Jesus and by the prophets. And so you'll always have these buzzwords about new revelation, about going into heaven, visitation of angels and stuff like that. You've got to check these guys out because they're bringing in new stuff which is extra biblical and it's Gnostic. To justify their teachings, they will have to adapt and change the creation story. They will have to adapt and change the story of the origin of sin and its effects and how to be set free from sin. And, it will, and they will have to adapt the restoration through Jesus Christ of things to God. Always look at those things. Remember the four things I told you about. Always look at those four things because if you understand Gnosticism, all right, physical evil, spiritual good, therefore they have to change the creation story. And go and listen to the wild stories and theories that are coming out from these guys with regards to creationism. And, and, and what they're bringing in is pure Gnostic thought, pure existentialism, pure spiritism. Then they start fiddling around with sin and salvation. That's because they believe matter is evil and God would never create anything evil. And so they redefine these teachings and they bring in all these fancy teachings with fancy words. And we'll be giving you some buzzwords to look out for in, this, in the sermons that are coming ahead. Alright? So the Gnostics denied the deity of Jesus Christ. The Ebonites, the Gnostics denied the humanity of Jesus Christ. And the Ebonites denied... The divinity of Jesus Christ. Okay, it's really, this is really important. The heresy denied that God became a man, that he walked the earth in the person of Jesus Christ to, re, to bring redemption and salvation to the world. So they eliminate Jesus Christ as the only way to God. They eliminate Jesus as the mediator between man and God. And they form a new way to access God through knowledge. And so faith and deeds are now of no significance to the Gnostic. Okay? It's knowledge. Salvation comes through theories, through ideas, not putting salvation, your, your faith in a Savior, not putting your faith in Jesus Christ.
They always wanted salvation to come through knowing rather than trusting. But deep down, deep down, they really deny who Jesus is. Okay? That is at the root of their teaching. They deny who Jesus is. And so what happens is then, through pride, they now elevate themselves up to be co-equal with God. Through knowledge. Okay, they do not believe that God loves everybody, but only those deemed worthy of enlightenment. And that's where you get these predestination teachings coming off that are also bad. So, essentially, there are four areas that you've got to watch out for. Four, four, four checks to see whether a teaching is true or false. And you're really going to have to examine this very, very clearly. The first band is... The first band of teaching where, the, where people begin to exchange truth and error is who is Jesus? The second is salvation. The third is the word of God and the fourth is the godly lifestyle. In the next podcast, we're going to look at the first one, Jesus, and we're going to specifically look and trace the teaching on being little gods and where that comes from. And essentially it comes from this Gnostic teaching here. And then we'll go on later on to deal with the Word of God, to deal with salvation, and to deal with the moral master. God bless you. Thank you.